Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Basketball bubble on the brink. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast and ever-expanding Fox Sports Radio empire, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond as we bloviate the overnight hours. I hope all is well with you, and we are back at it. Right, Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is inside the Magic Radio Box. Now, we are multitasking because I got my fire retardant suit on because we will be juggling flaming torches while riding a unicycle and trying to avoid hitting the third rail, my man. The third rail. Don't hit the third rail, my man. Uh, Now, the sports world has been hit with a bazooka, a bazooka. Uh, So you might want to man your battle stations. You might want to man your battle stations. Now, if you did not follow what turned out to be a Shakespearean drama, drama drama-rama, it certainly was uh, seemingly a Shakespearean drama as it played out during the the day and into the night and is still going on right now as I speak to you. So if you missed that, and perhaps you did, let me give you the truncated version of events. And we have a lot to get to this hour, the hour of the bubble on the brink. So... We begin with the Milwaukee Bucks, who started this, the uh, team that is the favorite to reach the NBA Finals out of the Eastern Conference. They refused to play. 
their playoff game against the Orlando Magic. They were upset because of the shooting in Wisconsin, and uh, so they said, we're not playing. Uh all of that is being uh, still investigated. The latest reports tonight say that the uh, the person there, Mr. Blake, had a knife in his possession. So uh, the, the Bucks anyway, said they don't want to play. And that, that led to a ripple effect. Uh, within hours, the NBA had bailed out the other players from deciding not to play, and they took the option away from them. Uh, LeBron, the Lakers were supposed to play the Trailblazers. There were some other games scheduled as well throughout the day. Uh, and so they just postponed the entire schedule of NBA games. Keep in mind, though, we're going to get to this. The, the Bucks they started it, but the Orlando Magic were not in on this at the beginning. They were not. Uh, we also had some baseball games, three of them postponed as they followed the NBA. So there were some other sports that no one watches that also decided not to play. Uh, now, those games, the, the baseball games will be made up in doubleheaders, uh, and that'll be later on on Thursday, and as a, as of now. And the plan is to reschedule the NBA card. So they're going to reschedule the NBA card uh, as well. At least that's the plan as uh, last I have heard. So everything will be played. It's not really a boycott. A boycott would mean you don't play the game at all, not at another time. It's a, more of a strike than a boycott. You're striking, but you're going to make up the work at another time. Uh, so again, not a boycott, more of a strike, but you know, take the day off and we'll, uh, we'll get back at it uh, later. Then you had this town hall type of meeting among NBA players following the Shakespearean drama, uh, in the, in the bubble. More on that later. There's been some news trickling out, which I'm assuming was leaked by people that have an agenda, uh, certain people that are feeding out. They want you to believe certain things that were being said or not said inside the bubble. But let's stay focused, all right? Let's begin with the big part of this, which is the actual walkout by Milwaukee, and we will discuss. Now, the question, how does the NBA's decision to take the day off and the Bucks they boycott it, but it really wasn't a boycott. There's no punishment for Milwaukee from the NBA. In fact, they've gotten kudos. But how does this affect your life? We plausibly do sports talk radio, although we've been accused of not actually talking about sports uh, from time to time. So how does this actually affect day-to-day life? I'm going to go first here. I've got the remote control, check engine, and the doormat. And we will tie all of these things together. Now, A, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. With you. This You might think, based on the reaction I saw I wasn't on social media a lot, but I did uh, check it out from time to time. And the the knuckleheads there were like, oh, my God, Maller, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you as a sports fan. Oh, my God. I got to be honest, it doesn't really impact my life as much as you would think. I mean, uh, the way I look at it, if these guys don't want to play, uh, you know, nobody's forcing them to play clearly if they just their heart's not into it. Uh, then just don't play. Uh, they have contracts. Those contracts apparently aren't worth the paper they are written on. They have no value and because there's no punishment for not playing. So if the NBA is giving you the green light to not play, don't play. If you don't want to play, there is no punishment for not showing up. Uh, I think most people who have a job, if you say, I'm not showing up to protest, and you walk off the job five minutes before the job is supposed to take place, there is punishment for that, but there was none. In fact, there was actually celebration by many woke people in the media. But from where I sit, here, here I like basketball. I do. I like basketball. I, I enjoy the games. Uh, for years, when I started out in the radio business, and before that I was a fan, but then I started out and I was assigned to go to basketball games, I probably went to 70, you know, 70 to 80 basketball games. Because remember, the you know, two teams in L.A. where I was working, uh, covering teams. And so I, I was at games all the time in the winter months from November until you know, usually the summer, all the way through the summer. Uh, with you know, Of course, the Clippers in those days weren't in the playoffs, but the Lakers were. But I, so I was out there a lot. So I, but the way, I, the way I look at this, I, I like basketball. I'd like them to play. If they don't want to play, don't play. I'll find something else to do. Okay? Uh, I adore the people's team, the Clippers. They apparently are unwilling to play uh, from reports that are trickling out from, from the bubble. We'll have more on this later in the B block. But there's really no crying over spilled milk. If they're not into it, then I'd rather they not play. Uh, and I will continue uh, watching the teams that actually want to show up to work 
And, you know, the Lakers, if they want to quit and not perform, then they can leave also. I actually like that a lot because that would guarantee LeBron will be a complete failure as a Laker and not win a, a championship. There's a lot of stuff that's being fed out there. I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is bullcrap that is being fed by surrogates in the media. But we'll get into a lot of this in the B block. But I, I, I've ignored and I will continue to ignore the uh, the NBA marketing activism. I, I, I'm there for the basketball. right? I think, like a lot of people, I don't need athletes preaching to me regarding social justice or anything else for that matter. Uh, they can do it. I'm just not listening to it. So uh, I tune in to watch the games. Now, at the Maller Mansion, we have flexibility and adaptability and a sliding scale of entertainment, might I add, because I was planning to lock in and watch NBA games uh, all day long, all day long. Uh, they didn't play. So here's what I did. Here's how this affected my life. You know what I did? I, I, I went to my remote control, and I clicked a button. I and voila, presto, I found a baseball game to watch. So I watched that. And then the evening came around. I was like, wait a minute. You know what? Hockey playoffs are going on. The hockey playoffs are going on. I've heard a lot of hype about the Boston Bruins. They're playing Tampa Bay. That's the it game. That's the primetime game. I'm going to turn this into hockey night at the Maller Mansion. And so I consumed game three of the second-round series between the Bruins and the Lightning. Now, this was a rat-kill situation. All right. This was one of the least competitive games that I have watched. And I watched too much hockey over the you know, recent years, but this was a disaster. The Bruins just got gobsmacked in this game. But And, and then there were other baseball games that were played. There were only three that were not played that were scheduled. And so if, let's say, baseball had canceled all the games and hockey had canceled all the games – I would have then moved on to YouTube or Netflix. I would have found something to watch if I chose to find that in some kind of video, audio entertainment. In other words, the NBA going on a strike had zero impact on my life. And certainly, as far as the show is concerned, as they say, and they used to say this in Broadway shows and Hollywood, the show must go on. And we often talk on this show about the code of the West, right? Always finish what you start, but... We have the show to do. Whether there's sports or not, we do the show. I think we've proven that this year more than ever, not just this show, but all the shows on Fox Sports Radio, that we love sports, but we don't really need it. If they don't want to play or if they can't play, uh, we will still be here bloviating the hours away. Now, part B of this, the, the Bucks, the part of the story, here, which I don't understand, maybe you can explain this to me. How do the Bucks not be handed a forfeit? Or the or magic, the Bucks have to forfeit and give the game to Orlando. If I was Milwaukee, I would demand that the game is forfeited. Right? That's actual sacrifice. That's giving up a game. Now the Bucks figure they can still come back and win, right? Because Orlando blows and the, the Bucks will still win the series. But Adam Silver really screwed that up. And you know, whether the Orlando Magic want the forfeit or not, sorry, that's that, that's not your decision. The commissioner has the power to do that. The Orlando Magic were out on the court warming up. They were getting ready to play. Five minutes before the game, the Bucs decided, you know what, we're not playing. So that's a forfeit, right? That's, a, that's how that's supposed to work. You forfeit the game, and then, then the other games were postponed, so that's not a forfeit. Because one, if one team's ready to play and the other was not, and they walk off the court, that's a forfeit. Explain to me how that's not a forfeit. But apparently that's not actually going to happen. Now, the trickle-down effect of the strike the day strike in the NBA, and the business of basketball hanging on by a thread is fascinating because, as we've talked about from time to time, every sports league is really just a television show. It's always been that way in the modern era here, and it's never been proven more correct than in 2020. There are no fans allowed. It's all about the almighty television ratings. As long as the television ratings are solid, then all is well. That's the holy grail in professional sports. And in the case of the NBA, it is trending terrible. There's no way to sugarcoat this. The basketball TV ratings have been lower than they have been before the bubble, right? Before the bubble, we heard all these guys call up shows like this saying, oh, I need my sports. I'm jonesing for sports. Well, it would appear that a good percentage of people either gave up on it because of the activism or just said, I don't need it anymore in my life 
because I've gone you know, four months without watching live sports, and I've found other things to fill the time with. Either way, it's problematic, right? Either way, it's problematic. And the country continues to be divided on all. Everything's become political and all that stuff. And the NBA, as a league, is pouring jet fuel on the chasm. And, again, people downplay this, but the check engine light has come on in the NBA. The ratings have been doing the limbo in recent years, how low can you go? Games on TNT are down more than 40%, and ESPN down roughly 20%, according to some recent reporting. So is this move now to go on strike? And who knows? I probably, I'm guessing they won't play games on Thursday night, but maybe they will. I doubt it. Uh, is this going to help or hurt the business? Or does it not matter? Are we just, you know, we... Burning down businesses and all that, and it doesn't matter. If there's anything left in the NBA, we'll come back to that at another time. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter, and these are bigger things, and who cares whether basketball, the NBA market share matters. I'm going to go on and assume that the, the, uh, the end of the players and their agents and the people around them uh, would like the business of basketball to continue to thrive uh, and not uh, go in the, in the tank even more, right? In the tank even more. Uh, but we will we will find out. It's gonna be interesting over the next day or so to see how this all uh, continues. Now, the last word on this: what is the end game? All right? What is the end game? And what does it look like as far as sports are concerned, where people actually, you know, athletes show up and play, and every time something happens outside of the athletic world, they don't say, "I'm not going to play because of so and so," because stuff happens in life. From time to time, are people just going to not show up? The, the Bucks issued a list of demands. You might have seen the video it went around; it's become viral uh, for criminal justice reform, among other things. So, does that mean they're not going to play until they get criminal justice reform? It did look like a hostage video, if you saw. There were some of the guys in the back wearing masks, there reading from a prepared statement. The visuals of that reminded you of a hostage video. So we are back to a season on the brink, as we said, as we began this monologue. And despite the best laid plans of mice, men, and the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, who continues to be a human doormat, a human doormat, he has bent over backwards. Adam Silver is trying to be the most woke commissioner in sports. He has given everything. Whatever you want, he's given it's not enough. It's never enough, right? This can of worms that he has co-signed, right? And I thought those woke slogans on the uniforms in the court were going to solve all of life's problems. Apparently they haven't. And this thing continues to spiral out of control in the NBA community. But it's a serious question. It's a question nobody wants to address. But how can you possibly run a business when you don't know whether or not your employees are going to show up to work. How is that a sustainable business model? Now, as a rule of thumb, athletes, I've always said this, it's more clear now than ever, athletes think they are much more important than they are. Now, listen, I love sports. I've watched sports. I talk about sports. But this inflated sense of importance for athletes, uh, that that they have some kind of superpower, they don't. Uh, in, in the big picture, there are 300, just for context, there are 328 million people uh, a little over that in America. That's the population in America. Most of them, much to my chagrin, don't watch sports. Right? It seems like everyone's watching sports, but NBA games get roughly 2 million viewers. Some get a lot fewer than that. Some get a little more than 2 million. So in a country with 328 million, if there's 2 million people watching a random NBA game, what is that, like 0.7%, probably less than that. I'm using Maller math here, but I believe it's like 99, over 99% of people uh, who are not watching, uh, are not watching uh, the NBA. Just as an example, and obviously baseball has their own ratings issues. Football is very popular. They get more people than that for their games. But even that, you know, if you look at the percentage of actual population, actual impact of people watching these games, uh, you, you see the math on that. So uh, we'll, again, figure out what happens next, but if they throw in the sponge and it sounds like some of the teams want to do that and raise the flag and say, we're out of here, see you later, guys, I'm done, I I don't think it's going to really matter much. I mean, you have survived, I've survived 134 days, 134 days without legacy sports. We went 141 days between NBA games from Rudy Gobert testing positive in that Jazz Thunder game being canceled to the... Uh, the, the return 
in the bubble for the NBA. And and this show has thrived. Fox Sports Radio in general, but this show, we've had more listeners now. I've been here for 20 years, and we've had more people listening, which I guess is not a good thing, during no sports than when we have sports. It blows me away. So this will actually possibly be a good thing if the NBA shuts down because we'll have less time to talk about all that, and we can talk about other things which uh, have been a ratings winner. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. So we'll get back to the NBA a little bit later, but there's other news of the day that is worthy of conversation here. And the bullseye 
All right, the bullseye continues to be on the back of an NFL owner who's been in the sporting news a lot over the last couple of months. Now, if you didn't pay attention to this because you were fully invested in the NBA season on the brink drama, you might have missed it. So Washington football team owner, how dumb does that sound? Washington football team, the old Redskins owner, Dan Snyder, is under siege uh, right now. Now, Snyder is the focal point of yet another uh, set of reports, very damaging reports, of sexual misconduct. An animal house like seen in the Redskins organization, allegations from 25 new women. So 25 women have uh, gotten in lockstep and have come forward to say they were subjected to misconduct of a sexual nature from Dan Snyder and other high-ranking Washington executives. Now, the former football team, one of the cheerleaders named Tiffany, claimed that while working at a team charity boxing event, Dan Snyder even proposed that she and some team eye doctor built a uh, relationship. That's uh, Dan Snyder, I guess, was trying to play matchmaker, and that was seen as sexual misconduct. Uh, There's also supposedly a video that was sent to the newspaper that reported this, the Washington Post, that was edited together. I guess they're trying to say that Dan Snyder wanted that edited together of some cheerleaders. So there's a lot to dissect. Let us discuss the question, what are the chances here that Dan Snyder ends up losing the Redskins over these allegations. Now, we have talked about this several times over the last few months of stories that have popped up, and does this move the needle enough where the NFL comes in and we have a hostile takeover, a la Donald Sterling back in the old NBA days with the Clippers? Now, I'm going to set the odds at plus 550 that Dan Snyder ends up losing the Washington football team here, which implies a 15% chance that the owner in D.C. or that area, Landover, Maryland, is forcibly removed. So I've got manufactured machete, and I also have the frying pan. All right, we will combine all these things together. Now, first of all, Dan Snyder, whether you like him or not, and many people hate him, We can agree on this, that he is getting squeezed. This is a squeeze play here. We have seen a continued rat-a-tat-tat of personal attacks, dirty tricks that are flying in the air everywhere. Now, they could be warranted. Maybe they're all warranted and they're all true and this all deserves to happen and sunshine is the best disinfectant and all that. I've never met the man. I don't know Dan Snyder. I'll never meet him. I have no idea if he's a total dirt bag, tool bag, and all that. You know, king of the douches. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a horse in the race. Uh, Think of me if I was a country, I would be like Switzerland. I'm neutral. Now, that said, my theory is that Dan Snyder is being targeted here. Uh, This is a manufactured smear campaign. And again, I'm not saying the things didn't happen. I don't know whether they happened or not, the way they're being portrayed in the media reports, but what's going on right now is choreographed. It's painfully obvious. It has all the hallmarks, all the hallmarks of that. There are outside factions who are attempting to force the hand, right? Force the hand of the NFL to drop Dan Snyder like he's hot. And uh, and Snyder himself even suggested he sued uh, some of the Website, I think it was a website in India that had reported some of the things they, they found on Reddit, of all places, suggesting ties to Jeffrey Epstein and some of the, the really dark, taboo things that have been said about Dan Snyder. And so it's hard to disagree. It's hard to disagree. When Dan Snyder says, hey, they're out to get me and so-and-so, it's hard to, when you look at what's going on here, it's hard to say that's not true. And again, whether these things happened and are all accurate or if they're being embellished to some degree, that's a different conversation. Now, secondly, for the purposes of, of the show, and we do an overnight show, so from time to time, I learned, I used to listen to Art Bell, uh, the greatest overnight personality of all Who? time, the late, great Art Bell, who was at his perfection when around the time I started at the country, uh, at the company, uh, Y2K, 
famous thing 20 years ago, and everyone thought once the calendar flipped from 1999 to 2000 that every computer was going to stop working and every electronic device was going to stop working. He did like three or four years of shows on that, and then nothing happened. Then nothing happened. So, but he used to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff, and George Norrie does the same thing on his version of Coast to Coast. So if you want to go full Illuminati, weird craziness and all that stuff, which is good to do from time to time, the media outlet, if you want to go full conspiracy, the media outlet leading the charge against the Washington football team owner, that is a telling piece of evidence. We mentioned it earlier. Maybe you were not paying attention. It's the Washington Post. And now they had two different stories here. There's two different stories throwing haymakers at Dan Snyder. you got to read around the edges with these things, and I hope you do, and you probably do. But if not, get your machete out. All right, get your machete out because we are going to take a trip through the magic of radio, the theater of the mind. We are going to go deep into Amazon, but not that Amazon, the struggling newspaper, which I guess isn't struggling as much anymore because they're owned by Amazon, the mogul of that company, Jeff Bezos, who happens to be the richest man in the entire spear, this little blue marble. He's the richest guy. Of all the human race, he's number one. Uh, net worth of more than $200 billion. He is the richest person in the world by nearly $90 billion. Okay? In fact, I read uh, this week that Bezos, because of what Amazon's been doing here and everyone buying crap on Amazon because stores are closed and what, he is, whatnot, he is worth the equivalent of 1% of all the United States gross domestic product. Good for him. Mazel tov. I still can't believe that he is uh, shacking up with a woman I uh, used to deal with back in the day who was a Laker reporter when uh, in L.A. and was on TV. here. That, that blows me. Anyway, uh, Bezos has been on the record. You can look it up yourself. I'm not making this up. He has said that he wants to own an NFL team, the guy that runs Amazon. Guy's worth $200 billion. He can buy every NFL team and that wouldn't even make a dent. He'd still be the richest guy in the entire world by billions of dollars if he bought every NFL team. Think about that. right? So he wants to buy an NFL team. He said that. And it would be geographically desirable for Bezos, who can go anywhere he wants. When you have $200 billion, your neighborhood is your world, the entire world. But Bezos has the newspaper in Washington uh, that's where that they obviously operate. They're Washington, D.C.-based newspapers, so that would be geographically desirable that to, to own the Red... You know, I used to keep calling them the Redskins because that's what they are until they change their name. They're in a holding pattern right now. Now, it, is Bezos the puppet master? The conspiracy is that he wants to buy the Washington football team. He wants to undermine and poach that team from Dan Snyder. And so the way to do it, the power of the pen, right? The power of the pen and put this stuff out there. And uh, and he's he's the puppet master, right? He's the puppet master pulling the strings. That's the conspiracy. Now, is it true? Uh, I don't know. Will we ever find out? Or is this just solid journalism? Uh, or, or the other possibility, which is what Dan Snyder thinks, is that it's uh, a group of partners in the Redskins, the bit partners that want to own more of the team. All right, final thought. So if you're keeping score at home, and we hope you are, if you're keeping score at home, a total of 42 women have now come forward in the Washington Post over the last couple months and accused Dan Snyder and Washington executives of harassment of a sexual nature and inappropriate behavior. I like a frat house type of thing back in the old days when they used to have activity like that. Now, the NFL issued a prepared statement. And in the prepared statement, they said they would open up an independent investigation into the allegations. Now, right there, that got my dander up. I said, oh, Dan Snyder's in trouble. Independent investigation. Later on, we found out that was not exactly true, that the NFL is allowing allowing the Washington football team to initiate their own investigation into themselves. So that's what's actually going on. It doesn't sound like an outside investigation. And so what we're hearing is that the NFL is claiming it will be overseen 
by league officials. So that's the main reason I'm at plus 550, which again implies only a 15% chance, which is not all that much, that Dan Snyder is removed. As long as his underlings and people that he's paying are in charge of the investigation. It's like whenever I read a study, and I like these studies, I do the podcast on the weekends, and we have a segment of the podcast where we go over some of the dopey studies of the week, you always have to look who's paying for the study. Right, It's like if the people that make soda do a study that says soda is good for you, chances are that's why the outcome is what it is. And, and, and so um, that, that's kind of how that works. But anyway, all right, so I, here's what I believe is going to happen now. So I expect Dan Snyder to slide around in the grease of a, a frying pan for several more months. Like this is not just going to go away. I would imagine there'll be another story. So far, it has not risen up to the level where I believe he is going to move. Even so, well, 42 different women. Uh, but you know, how much of this is directly? There's got to be a direct line from Dan Snyder for him to lose the team. Now, he, that doesn't mean that he's not going to be placed in the penalty box and fined, right? And he'll, he'll be sent to the principal's office and be given a stern talk by Roger Goodell. But unless there is some smoking gun, and maybe that's out there and it'll pop up some video, some photographic evidence that will completely, completely change this story as it's going right now. Then obviously that will revisit that. But as of the information I have right now, I expect Snyder to be chastised, to be admonished by the NFL, but not excommunicated from the National Football League. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go. Coop de loop. Ben, so the uh, MLB trade deadline is less than a week away, and there were reports surrounding at least one big name, Josh Hader. Now, uh, Hader's been lights out again so far this season, but apparently the Brewers will be listening to offers. Do you think he'll get dealt? I do not think they're going to trade him, although I keep seeing his name floated out there. Uh, there's definitely a chance. I, I don't know if it's 25% or less, but jo- here's the thing. Josh Hader is he's three things that baseball teams covet. He's young, he's good, and he's cheap in, in terms of baseball economics. He's also under team control for another three seasons, which means Hader can't be a free agent until 2024. So why would the Brewers trade a guy who's good and not costing them a lot of money for several more seasons doesn't make a lot of sense. And B, if you, I understand why Milwaukee's roster is not as good. They're starting to erode a little bit from when they were in the playoffs and whatnot. They need reinforcements. And so you put Josh, Car- Josh Hader as the carrot at the stick. But, but not considering his contract situation, no, you shouldn't get rid of him. All right, next! Russell Wilson spoke with Sports Illustrated this week and said that he plans to play for another 15 years and is, quote, just entering his prime. Yeah. Now, 15 more years might sound a bit unrealistic. I think he would be uh, 46. But uh, how about the just entering his prime part? Well, even that is in wish. It's like wishful thinking, right? I mean, number one, your athletic prime is from, what, 27 or 28 till 32 or 33. So technically, Russell Wilson, he's, he's, I believe, 31. So he's near the end of his prime in Seattle. And two, if you know, we need another you know, inspirational video. You remember the video a couple years ago which came back earlier this month, the Mr. Unlimited video, which was hilarious? That's what I really want Russell Wilson to do, to make another Mr. Unlimited. Have You you saw that, Coop, right? I did not. Oh, you got to check that. He walks around his house, uh, Mr. Unlimited. Oh, it's so ridiculous. All right, uh, but no, he's not going to play 15 Is it a cell million. phone commercial? No, it was, he was walking around his house on social media. All right, next. Uh, Bill Belichick was being interviewed by Rich Eisen. Uh, he was asked which rule he would most like to change. Uh, Belichick said that he would like pass interference where it's a 15-yard penalty at most instead of a spot of the foul, much like the NCAA. Are you on board with that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I hate that call. I mean, there is no rule in all of sport that impacts the outcome of games more than usually a subjective, not objective call at the goal line. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. The NFL, I don't think they're going to change it because they don't want holding and they want offense. All right, how do we do, Coop? Hurry up. You pass. There it is. Pass the buzzer. Pass the buzzer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time for... Oh, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And away we go. It is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. Actual questions sent in using the hashtag Ask Ben. The reader of the questions at the desk. It's Ben and Friends. You can ask all of us, obviously, questions as we try to crush it yet again. 
Kubalu. Well, Ben, we're actually going to start off with a, a group question today. And uh, this is from Matt on Twitter. Uh, he wants to know, what are your go-to sauces for wings? Yeah, I, I'm not a wings guy. I like the chicken finger, uh, the chicken tender, uh, so or a boneless wing, which is just a chicken tender. But, uh, you know, I'm a traditionalist with the wings on the barbecue. Uh, when I go to, like, Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll go freaky and do, like, the, the Asian zing sauce, which is a little spicy. That's pretty good. Do a bit of that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty basic. What about you, Eddie? Any weird sauces? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm not a weird sauce guy. Uh, <laughs> I like, You're not. That's no. not what uh, that's not what I hear, Eddie. Nah, come on. Uh, honey, <laughs> I'm a honey mustard fan, like you are. Uh, yes, I love the honey mustard. Uh, was it Ken's honey mustard? That's that's the one. That's the go-to one, Eddie. Ken's. Uh, yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's like hard a to salad, find though. It's like a salad dressing. No, you can buy the salad dressing, and I just use that as a sauce. What about you, Roberto? I like the traditional, the traditional, but also uh, mango habanero is my favorite. Mango habanero, love that mango habanero, and barbecue course, and spicy I, garlic. I used to like the El Scorcho sauce. Was that at Taco Bell or was that at uh, Del Taco? I think that was, the, I think that was a talk, a Del, Del Taco. Taco yeah. Del Taco was the El Scorcho. All right, what about you, Coop? Uh, I do like traditional, you know, buffalo sauce uh, for for my wings. But uh, Roberto just said it. I think like the best sauce. Is the spicy garlic yeah. sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings the best? Probably it's. it's I've so had good. that. I love yeah. the garlic. It's a little, little too much though. You, know? oh, you, mean, no. you mean as far as heat? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty spicy, but that garlic brings your ass. No. It, oh, it cuts it's the, so the volume. I'm a volume eater when I eat, and it's it's hard to do a lot of volume with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I mean that's a it's yeah. a fair point. Here, let me let me let me give you guys one. This is actually interesting. El Guapo emailed this to me. He said, "For the crew, if you could live in the world of any TV show for a week, what would it be? You're not an actor, but that would be your reality. So, hmm. like I I, I would." You know, I'd go old school. Can you imagine, like, just sitting at the bar on that old sitcom Cheers or old school radio? They've been double- How many radio shows? You had WKRP in Cincinnati. You had Frasier. It was like a radio. <laughs> News one. radio. News radio. That's right. That was uh, Joe Rogan was on that, right? Martin. Yeah. Martin, the show Martin. He was a DJ. There you Martin. go. Martin. Yeah. Uh, but that would be more of what we're doing here. What about you, Eddie? Any old TV show? How about Fantasy Island? Welcome, oh, everyone. that's Welcome. good. The plane, or, the plane. Or uh, what was the what was <laughs> That's the a little before Coop's time. Magnum P.I. is another old one. They bring, they're bringing that back, though, right? Magnum P.I.? Well, they already brought it back. I'm not oh, sure if it's they? still around. Yeah, they, they brought it back, yeah. Uh, it sucked. All right. What about you, They had a Mexican guy be Magnum P.I. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Gil- uh, Gilligan's Island? <laughs> no, uh, you know, there you go. You want to be, uh, be trapped uh, on the island? Or, uh, it's a three-hour tour. Uh, two and a half men just to trip out on Charlie Sheen and having sex with all these women. <laughs> that would be off the set, though. That would not be maybe on the set. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Coop? You've worked on TV shows. What, which one would you want to live in, in a fantasy world, according to El Guapo, where you're there in that any TV show world? Ah, oh, man. I mean, that's a that's a tough tough one. Uh, I watch a show on Showtime called Billions. And everybody in that like uh, investment firm uh, uh, or venture capital or whatever it is, they all seem to just live the most like badass lives. So if I could be like inserted as an employee already in that world, that'd be pretty cool. Otherwise, like Game of Thrones, it would be pretty cool if if you weren't like a, a peasant, you know. Yeah, or, yeah, or the orgies in that. Show. How about there the Simpsons? Like yeah. hanging out with uh, Homer or something like that. All right, what, what's next year, Koopaloo? But ask Ben your questions, our answers. All right, this is from No Help. Uh, this is for everyone. Uh, he wants to know which uh, toy is your favorite. He puts that in quotation marks. Uh, I guess these are more like recreational vehicles: uh, a jet ski, a snowmobile, an ATV, or a dirt bike. All right, so the only one of those I've been on is an ATV, and I liked it. I'd like to be on a jet ski, but I don't. I, I don't know. I'm too probably too big for a jet ski. But I, 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 I did enjoy the ATV. Uh, what about you? Although you got to be careful. We've had a, we had a friend of ours that had an accident. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I've also only been on one of those uh, recreational vehicles. That was the dirt bike. Oh, look at Garcia, dirt bike uh, Garcia. But I would love <laughs> to do the uh, like you the uh, the jet ski. It looks so fun. Oh, it does look great on a warm day. Run. Oh man, what about you, Roberto? I've been on a dirt bike, but the fa- my favorite is a Sea Doo. Jet ski, pretty much the same thing, almost. Yeah, yeah awesome. that's the same deal. Yeah. A lot of fun, man. Those are expensive, though, aren't they? What What, what about you, Koopaloo? 
I've I've been on all of these except the one that I think I would like the most, which is a, a snowmobile. That's the only one I haven't tried. Uh, but out yeah, of the ones, yeah. So all right. Oh, jet so, ski, jet ski, jet ski. Yes. All right. Yeah, snowmobile would be good. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.